listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Welcome to Unscripted, a special podcast series from ShoreScripts in collaboration with the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Unscripted with ShoreScripts is a six-episode series discussing challenges facing patients and care providers and how technology is creating opportunities for change. This series will offer a variety of voices in specialty medications, different pharmacy conversations, and showcase how ShoreScripts is driving best-in-class solutions designed specifically to deliver operational efficiencies and, most important, the best patient care. ShoreScripts aims to keep the patient at the center of all that we do, working to ensure faster, more informed, more accurate, more reliable transfer of information among care management teams. This episode of Unscripted Podcast is powered by ShoreScripts. And now here's our host, the founder of the Pharmacy Podcast Network, Todd Yuri. Pharmacy Podcast Nation, this is the Pharmacy Podcast Network. And I'm excited to bring another episode of the Unscripted Podcast uh, from SureScripts. What an honor to have SureScripts on our network, giving our pharmacist updates about uh, new technologies and new workflows and things that are helping to transform um, our industry. Today is special because we get to dive into specialty pharmacy. We just got back from the NASP 2022 in Orlando. Shout out to Sheila Arquette and the NASP National Association of Specialty Pharmacies. What an amazing event. We got to spend time with the one and only Dr. Cecilia Byers as well. Um, She's here with us. This is an exciting episode. We have a lot to talk about. We have some special guests. Cecilia, before we get started, how are you? It was so good seeing you in Orlando. It was, Todd. I mean, we've done this type of podcast in the past, but it was so nice to actually see you in person um, after two years of not seeing anybody in person. So it's great to be here again. I'm super excited to have our guests with us today um, to join us in our conversation. Thank you. And this is a timely episode. This makes sense that we're kind of bringing this to the, towards the end of 2022. Um, lots has changed just in the last 18 months with specialty pharmacy, with technology. Some of the um, announcements that have even come out in the news recently regarding Kroger. So, I mean, this is this is timely. This in this episode, we're gonna on unscripted. We're gonna talk about and explore the value-added services pharmacy and providers strive to give those patients being collaborative, listening to each other, hearing from uh, the experts, and we get to hear from a Kroger specialty um, pharmacist today. We're excited to have. Um, an opportunity to dive into some of this content um, with uh, Dr. Alexis Wiles. Uh, Welcome, Alexis. How are you? Thank you so much. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. And another special guest, because we said the word collaborative and we are evidence-based, so we bring evidence with us. Today's evidence is our participant, our special guest, David Wiegand. He's project manager with EMDs. Welcome, David. How are you? I'm doing great. It's an honor to be here and be part of this. I don't usually get to talk to the pharmacy side, uh, so this really is exciting for me to be a participant here and giving my side of the story and what we're seeing out there at the practices as well as an EMR company. The EMR company, um, so many uh, clinicians right now in the hospital systems and even in specialty pharmacy, we kind of scrunch up and think of another checkbox and workflow and 
but you are helping to improve and you're supposed you're almost being predictive and thinking of what that specialty pharmacist has to go through in collaborative with the physician and the specialist to bring better care through technology. So we're going to dig into your platform too, uh, David. So we're excited that you're here. Thank you. All right. We're going to start off with Cecilia because you have been on the pharmacy podcast many a times through the unscripted podcast and other events that we've had. But let's start with you. I want you to give our listeners, just in case they don't know you, a little bit about yourself. Thank you, Todd. Um, well, first of all, it's great to be here again. Um, I am Cecilia Byers. I am a pharmacist, is my background in training. At SureScripts, I am a clinical product advisor. That is a new role for me um, in 2022. I was previously a product manager where we're able to get one of our solutions to a generally available status for our specialty pharmacies. Um, today though, I really spend time with our product teams who have products that can or could impact the specialty pharmacy workflow. So really bringing my background, bringing the, the workflow knowledge that I have, bringing the information about the pain points of specialty pharmacies to our teams, whether it's through my own personal experience or with through conversations with other pharmacists like Alexis at Kroger, their pharmacy staff, um, really being able to sit down with the people that are on the front lines, listen to them and bring all that information back to SureScripts. Well, thank you for opening with that because it kind of sets the stage for an introduction of David. Give us a little bit back, a little background on yourself, David, and your role at EMD. Yeah, um, I'm David Wiegand. I've been a project manager for the last uh, about seven years with EMD's uh, CGM company. Uh, I've worked in the EMR field for the last 20 years, doing everything from customer support, provider training to implementation. Um, I mainly focus on development uh, with our Prima product, our EMR product of a Prima, and working with our third-party uh, vendors to help implement those features into our software, such as working with SureScripts on any new features and functionality like EPA, specialty patient enrollments, um, med history, e-prescribing, everything. Um, and so just over the years, we've gone through a lot of pilot programs with our SureScripts partner. And so we're, we're on the bleeding edge of trying to help our providers uh, with all of their needs. And we've been working on the pilot program with specialty meds uh, started in 2017 and just been going through different phases of how can we help the providers meet their needs and get the pharmacies, the specialty pharmacies, the information that they need uh, to save them time. And so I've been working with them and that's what we've been up to. <laughs> Dr. Alexis Wiles, uh, you are up. I want to know uh, your role at Kroger and your life in specialty pharmacy and why in the world did you want to become a pharmacist? In the, in the <laughs> um, yeah, actually, I come from a long line of pharmacists. I have two uncles, my dad, my sister, my whole family's pharmacists. So, um, you know, they're, they are more in the retail space. My sister and I are in the specialty space. Um, I have been a pharmacist at Kroger Specialty for coming on 11 years this spring. Um, before that, I was in retail as well. But I have been a specialty pharmacist for 11 years at Kroger. 
Um, my role is I manage a team of pharmacists that are assigned to specific providers across the country. Um, so we support these offices through the specialty pharmacy process, whether it be um, authorizations through the insurance, um, enrolling their patients in hub services or their free drug programs, copay card enrollment process. Basically, we try and take the burden off of the prescriber's office and do as much work um, for the patient as we can. Um, so it's gathering all types of information to submit, um, counseling patients, you know, you name it, we'll do it. My team basically is in touch with, um, you know, high volume offices across the country to help make sure that their specialty pharmacy experience is as seamless as possible. Alexis, it's fun having you here because you're the, you're the one using these technologies and these platforms in order to assure that the patient is getting what they need from you as the specialist, as the pharmacist that's kind of watching over this ongoing therapy and the processing and the administration of getting it paid and the worry and the follow-up. And it's just, it's daunting to think about it. So I'm glad you're here because we want to dig into um, a talk with <laughs> Cecilia and, and David and, and really get into this. So thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Hey, I am a pharmacist fan. Next time you have a family uh, gathering, <laughs> kind of reunion. You invite the pharmacy podcast down for us to cover it because there's um, going to be a lot of pharmacists there. Okay, so let's start with you, Alexis. You're up again. So we want to kind of dig into this whole workflow concept. Listen, I sold pharmacy management software, the very first SQL-based system. SQL is a database, open database, and it was unheard of because back in the day, not to age myself, but 2004, the very first SQL-based uh, open database system instead of character-based for institutional pharmacy. And the most important part of it was the workflow in order to get the batches of prescriptions processed for specific patients with specific needs, including some ancillary therapies. And I'm thinking of your workflow at Kroger Specialty. What challenges are being solved on a daily basis? And what, what helps you solve them through this technologies, these technologies? Go ahead. Um, so the biggest thing that we hear from our prescribers are, um, are the, the offices, the office staff is what is taking so long. Um, what some patients don't understand with specialty pharmacy is, you know, they're used to going to their local pharmacy and 30 minutes later leaving with their medication. Um, you know, the amount of information that we need to get these specialty medications approved to the insurance and to the patient, um, it's, it's cumbersome for the office, for the pharmacy. Um, you know, sometimes we we need additional information from the patient. Um, you know, so in addition to that, there's even different enrollment forms for the different manufacturers and all of these differ. Um, uh, each manufacturer, each insurance requires different documentation from the prescriber. Um, this process is overwhelming for the office staff. Um, so the, our biggest burden, our biggest hurdle is information, is getting the information, whether it be from the provider or from the patient. Um, the most important thing that we need from the patient, from day or patient or provider is the information. And nine times out of 10, we're missing several parts of this from day one, from, from getting the order. We're always reaching out for more information um, you know so we're looking forward to technology in the future on easing easing this process on our end um, and saving time for the patient to get their medication as soon as possible that's that's our goal here the patient to get their medication and and get on therapy so anything that can um, 
make that process easier for the patient to get on the medication sooner um, is a benefit for us, for the prescriber, and absolutely for the patient in the end. Yeah. And Alex, I would say one of the things that you said that rings true to me is, you know, not like nine out of 10 times, right? Like not having the information you need. And sometimes it's not even that you don't have it at that time. It's because it just doesn't exist yet. Right. I mean, sure. I, I, I experience situations where it's not until you get far enough into a process that you realize that you need another lab value done. So mm-hmm. then it's, you know, working with the provider to get the order to make sure the patient goes and gets the lab done to then get those results back. Um, so that was one of the things, I mean, yes, data, information, but that's, you know, thinking through kind of the full process, we still don't always know until we know <laughs> that we're missing something. Right. Yeah. And the same thing on our side too, the first thing we hear is from the providers is, Help me, help my staff, help us be better. And you, we have the information in the EMR system. How do we get it to the pharmacy? How do we get it to the specialty pharmacy? How do we move forward with what we already have? And that's what we've been working with SureScripts on with the specialty patient enrollment is that we have a workflow that allows the provider to do what they always do, prescribe a medication. And we already have that information in the MR. So we go ahead and grab certain information to go ahead and send that with the prescription over to the specialty pharmacy to get them that information that much quicker. Because the biggest thing that we're hearing is that I have a whole staff of people that this is all they do. They work these requests from the pharmacies to get these specialty meds filled, to get the uh, pharmacy the information that they need. Um, And we've been working on it uh, over the last, like I said, five years. And we saw that uh, at the beginning of this, we sent over the medication, um, but we had to have the provider, uh, also the provider practice, uh, fill out additional forms. Just like an EPA, there's a question set of information that they would have to fill out to send electronically. Um, And then there was some information that we could pull from the EMR. As we progressed further, Now, the workflow is the fact that the provider goes and prescribes a medication. It already knows, based off of a real-time check, that that medication is a specialty med going to a specialty pharmacy because they had to specify that already. So now we know that we're sending this. We're going ahead and collecting the information. The provider is not doing it, sending over the height, the weight, medical problems, allergies directly to the specialty pharmacy to save time. Um, and we're going through that process, but again, there's always information that didn't exist yet. How do we get that back over? Or it's, I need additional information. And what is that common information that's still being requested? So one of the things that we're seeing still is, uh, they want a copy of the actual clinical note, the visit. And it, what other information, Alexa, are you guys seeing on a regular basis that you guys are requesting? Um, lab values. It's interesting because uh, lab values, um, you know, a lot of the medications that, um, that we dispense are for uh, autoimmune, um, and several of them require, um, a TB, a TB test. Okay. Tuberculosis screen. Um, so like Cecilia said, the patient may have gotten the order for the lab, but hasn't gone to go get it 
a week to 10 days after their appointment. You know, so we're trying to submit it to the insurance company. We need that information to get it approved and it may not exist yet. Um, you know, and, and to even complicate things further, this insurance may require it for patient A, but patient B's insurance doesn't, doesn't require it. So it, it becomes confusing for the office. Um, so if, if we can try and, you know, we understand what's needed for each company. So that's where my, my position comes in to help ease that process for the office to tell them, oh, no, the patient has X insurance. I only need this, you know. Um, so lab values to answer your question. Um, sometimes there's a certain score based on the patient's um, diagnosis. There's maybe a certain um a scoring tool in the office that the doctor uses to um, kind of explain the patient's, the severity of the patient's disease. Insurance sometimes require that information. It just, we're at, we're at, unfortunately, we're at the, we're at the uh, insurance company, uh, mercy of the insurance, each insurance company, since they each require something different. Yeah. And that, that's really where we, we depend on share scripts to get us all what is these different companies requesting so that we can supply that information. And, you know, we've gone through this uh, process of, you know, certain specialties uh, prescribe specialty meds more often. And so we've been working with them, but we've already seen an improvement in the speed at which these medications can be prescribed. And so our plan moving forward as a, as a company is to make this functionality available to all of our com uh, providers starting next year with the new rollout of our next version of our application, because we do see the time-saving benefits of being able to supply even a little bit of information. And coming in the future, there's going to be capability of sending additional information a lot easier. Um, and Celia, you can to talk about that as well. Um, but that we already see any little information. And also when prescribing a specialty med as through the Surescripts network, we know that it's a specialty and some uh, medications also uh, trigger a automatic enrollment into a specialty hub to help enroll the patient and pull that patient information from our system to get them enrolled in those specialty hubs to help with that medication as well. So Celia, you get it to be in an interesting, I guess, predicament, but it's also an opportunity. And then it's a way to improve systems and workflows for the future. And because you're now seeing things from both sides, actually more than both sides, you're seeing it from, from six different sides. If you, if you added up all the ecosystem um, players in, in what is delivering specialty pharmacy care. So you have that interesting position. And so, you know, what changes are you seeing that SureScripts has driven with partners like uh, Kroger and EMD? Yeah, I, I love my job. I love being here. And, you know, one of the reasons I came to SureScripts and left patient care, because I love patient care, you know, being with the patients, I came here because I knew there had to be a better way. And we're seeing that today, that there are better ways of getting patients on therapy sooner. I had the opportunity, David, was it in 2020 through 2021, I think, we worked on a study together um, in partnership with some of your practices to see, understand what their specialty workflow was, um, how the, pro the products that you know David had um, 
discussed previously with specialty patient enrollment, how that was impacting their workflow um, and just having those conversations. So as a pharmacist, being able to talk to provider's office is absolutely amazing. I get to see that side, right? Alexis has pharmacists who are with those provider's offices, part of that workflow. And that's ultimately, you know, you have pharmacists that start to work at the top of their license when they are able to be more integrated in to the entire process to help the, the prescriber, their office staff, ultimately the patient at the end of the day. Um, you know, we've seen, we've, we've, we've had plenty of press releases and, and articles about the time savings, you know, two-day faster turnaround time. So getting that, that medication to the patients two days faster than what it might have been. And a lot of that is really having the information when you need it, having that clinical information at the time you need it. It's that one less phone call to the provider's office, which I know, David, some of the offices that we talk to, like they have staff that are just dedicated to phones or a fax machine, right? Like they still exist in pharmacies. I was just picking up a prescription the other day and there on the counter was the trusty old fax machine. They exist. They still do. Will we ever get away from them? Maybe one day, uh, but that maybe one day is not tomorrow. It's not 23 or probably 24. Um, but the more that we can do, the more that we can offer and, you know, develop electronic solutions to streamline the um, the information that needs to go from point A to point B, you know, to make sure that that information, once it gets there, is usable by our pharmacy teams. Um, and even, you know, one day offer a way to get back to the doctor and say, you know, electronically, we need this. Um, and then for them to electronically send that back, right? So really streamlining more of that work. I know those are things that we have um, on our roadmaps. I know it's things that we have the capabilities of doing and it's with partners like Kroger and EMDs that we're able to bring all sides together to, to make it work, to make it function, to really improve the patient's experience at the end of the day. We hope you're enjoying this edition of the Unscripted Podcast. Be sure to visit shorescripts.com and check out their Intelligence in Action blog, which offers smart dialogue about ways to enable better healthcare decisions. The blog has a whole section dedicated to remapping the specialty medication journey. And don't miss the other unscripted podcast episodes about specialty medications, which we've linked in the show notes. Shorescripts, the nation's most trusted and capable healthcare information network. Thanks to all the frontline pharmacists and pharmacy technicians for your work in healthcare throughout the nation. We salute you. David, I know that you and I had talked before this recording, and I kind of wanted to bring in an idea you had. Um, we might uh, change this conversation up a little bit, but switching gears, like what about the big topic that pharmacists might have um, heard about? Um, I like using it as a punchline in Twitter jokes or even Instagram jokes, and that is fire, pronounced uh Pronounced fire, yeah, F-H-I-R. What the heck does that stand for? And, you know, how's this going to change things? What's what's happening with it? And why should we care? You should care a lot. Um, it's changing. And it's the so fire's been around for, for years. Um, but right now in the EMR world, uh, it is a standard of exchanging information. And why that's important right now is starting January 1st, 2023, EMR systems who are doing promoting interoperability have to be certified on fire, which means they have to have certified all of these different API or endpoints of specific discrete information. 
And what that means is, is that all of these EMRs uh, out there pretty much that are still on the market today are going to be certified. And that means that the networks such as SureScripts can make calls specifically to these EMRs to request very specific data. And those endpoints are going to be available for all of our customers. So if Kroger says, hey, I want blah, 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 they make a call to SureScript, SureScript hits that particular customer's database, requesting that patient's specific information and pulling it back instantly in seconds, instead of sending that trusty old fax, waiting for someone to pick it up, get the information and send that back to the pharmacy, which could be quick or not so quick. Um, and the reason why it's very important right now too, is like I said, January 1st, 2023, EMR practice uh, systems have to be certified. Now, even if they're certified, doesn't mean that every customer is on that certified product. We know there's a transition period, but pretty much by October of next year, 2023, I would say a majority of the practices are going to be on a certified version uh, that supports fire. And so that says that you're going to have access to that information. Now, Alexa, you, you can tell us uh, how are the pharmacies uh, moving forward with being prepared to make those calls to SureScripts to request that information. So now you're going to have all your, all your practices being able to supply the information. Now we need the other side where the pharmacy is actually requesting the information. Because the things that we still hear, like I said, it's lab results that didn't exist at the time of the prescription being prescribed. Well, now they can say, hey, I need that. It sends it to SureScript, SureScripts pulls it from the particular database and sends it back very quickly. But they have to be able to request it. And so that's really where we are. So and by end of next year, you're going to have access to all the information. And then it's how long does it take the pharmacy to start requesting that information? So I can jump in here for Alexis. So I do have experience, you know, having been here at Scripts and, you know, working with pharmacies to, to work on this request of data. And, you know, there's limitations to being able to have a pharmacy, you know, kind of actually make some of those specific requests that would go out. And that's where, you know, we work with our pharmacy teams and really meet them where they're at um, with the solutions that we develop. So, for example, we have... Um, a gateway solution, right? Where it's it's a manual portal that they log into. They can do patient searches to identify. So some of the next steps we have with that is through those requests, we at SureScripts can generate those fire requests. We can say this provider is, yes, they have a fire server. Yes, we can go ask. Yes, we can bring back that data. Or we have other means that we can get, you know, clinical data through other, um, in our, interoperability sharing um, networks that we we leverage to be able to get that information. So SureScripts, you know, works with our pharmacy customers so that they can leverage our technologies in ways that they maybe can't, but we work closely with them so that way when they can, because not all of our pharmacies are able to do integrations, right? That's one of the, you know, Todd had mentioned working um, when he first started on a pharmacy technology vendor solution, right? Like we have to work with technology vendors on behalf of our pharmacy or in partnership with our pharmacies to get those, um, those embedded in there. 
to really take full advantage of that full circle, David, as you had mentioned with the fire request hitting the EHR and then that fire information coming back um, to them. So it's always exciting for me to see how we take it from you know that that crawl walk run as we like to like we we like to talk about it sure scripts right so we we have a way that we can start to get to that information then through education and collaboration we start to get that place where we're walking until we get to that full place of automation where we do have you know customer at today where you know we have pharmacists they have pharmacists that don't interact they send a request we find it we send it back it's in their dispensing system and that's really where we see the greatest efficiencies the greatest impacts to the patient care that they can provide um, but we iterate through it didn't just happen overnight just like fire didn't happen overnight in the EHRs right David we just we have to continue to to push and unfortunately in pharmacy we tend to be a little bit behind in some of those technologies but you know our well, goal at sure Scripts <laughs> is to make sure that we can get them, you know, the information when they need it. Yeah. And I mean, that that's the exciting thing. I mean, right now it's still in development customers. We're still trying to get all of our practices updated to have this capability with these fire API endpoints available um, and having that technology. But imagine in as little as 2024, most customers are going to have these endpoints available for SureScripts to just request information and pull specific data. And so as a pharmacist, Alexa, how amazing would that be? Because I mean, Kroger's a huge pharmacy. So I'm, I know you guys have more access to most people, but like the mom and pop pharmacy that's still on the corner, imagine them just being able to go out to a SureScripts portal and say, I need blah, blah, blah. And here we go. <laughs> right. Um, so specialty pharmacy is a very competitive space. And um, most of the time, our success or um, our reputation amongst the prescribers and patients comes down to how fast we got that patient, that prescription, you know. Um, so this is exciting. This is something that I wish you know, we had yesterday, obviously, um, it's, it sounds like a dream. We would obviously be um, way more competitive in this space than we are now. Um, you know, we're, we're constantly looking at ways where we can improve, um, our turnaround time. Um, cause that's, that's the, the number one complaint in the past 11 years is what's taking so long, you know, um, from the patients, from the providers. Um, so this is all really exciting. I, I, I cannot wait for what's to come. Yeah, and you said that's your number one complaint is time-wise, which we're always trying to help the patient. The end goal is always getting the patient the medication they need in a timely fashion. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're we're running businesses and businesses is money, time is money. And we have the staff at uh, these practices in, at Kroger, uh, the specialty pharmacies that are just working through getting and collecting the necessary information required by the insurances. Um, and it's, that's, a whole job by itself. And we have a majority of that information to begin with. And it's getting that information quickly, efficiently to the specialty pharmacies from the EMR and taking away that need for the fax machine <laughs> and getting uh, directly at the time of prescribing as much as we can. And so, you know, with the specialty of prescribing that we have already with SureScripts, the amount of data that we can send now is a huge improvement in the time saving right now. And the practice doesn't have to do anything. And that's the thing is that with the practice staff, 
as much manual work as we can take away from them, the more efficient that practice is going to be, the more accurate the data is going to be, and the more quickly that patient gets the medication and care that they need. And that's our end goal. Alexis, what about getting the right data as early as possible in the treatment, um, which really sets some even specific workflows up for you and your team? How would that impact um, the service that you provide if you receive clinical data as early on as possible? Absolutely. Um, you know, so we would, it would, it would, it would greatly impact our turnaround time. Um, you know, like David said, uh, the goal is to get the patient, the medication, um, the medications that we dispense, these patients are in, in the doctor's office and have failed a slew of other medications. You know, they're, they're in need of this, this drug, you know? Um, so to get the patient, the medication, the, the, in a few days, it would require having all that information day one. You know, sometimes it's it's not possible. Um, I've seen it happen. Um, it, it definitely can happen. Um, you know, and that's it's it, it's very exciting to me because I know that these patients would get the need um, as quickly as possible. All right. Sometimes we get into the boring stuff of standardization, and that is the process in and of itself. And we overlook sometimes the evolution. I look at workflows today, Cecilia, back in long-term care pharmacy processing days, and oh my goodness, it's it's light years ahead of where it was when we were setting things up manually for special orders or if someone has bed sores or something to care for a patient and be more predictive of what we know that they're going to go through. I think of the future of what that means for specialty pharmacy, but what role does standardization play in all of this? You know, how, do, how can we get more people involved, giving us more data and also uh, specialty pharmacies like Kroger, like Alexis's operation where she's saying, here's the data that we need to be getting earlier in this process in order to get things done for our patients um, in the in the best manner possible? Yeah, that's a really great question, Todd. I think, you know, when I think about standardization, I think about, you know, the different standards that are out there. We think about FHIR, um, F-H-I-R, not the F-I-R-E um, type of FHIR. And, and I say that tongue in cheek because when I joined SureScripts, I didn't know what FHIR was. Um, I had no idea. I at NASP we we had a panel presentation, the three of us did, and 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 I wasn't joking when I in my notes the first day wrote down FIRE question mark when they were talking about fire. Like what is this thing that you were all talking about? I asked the question in the room too, and I think what two people I raised their hand maybe when I asked if they knew what fire F H I R was. Um, and in a room full of pharmacists, it's just not something that's top of mind, right? Like we have a slew of people behind the scenes that allow us to allow our pharmacy partners work at the top of their license to let them do the work so that they're taking on the burden of standards and standardization. Um, David talked a lot about where EHRs have to be and where they're going with fire and that pharmacies, you know, we will tag along, we will get there. Um, it takes time. And that's where SureScripts, you know, really helps to play a role in kind of bridging some of those gaps. Um, but we also have standard, um, standard organizations, NCPDP, for example, is another one. So a lot of the time people think of NCPDP as e-prescribing standards, like how things are, you know, needing to be sent um, just in an electronic prescription. They actually have a standard for specialty medications and a request 
and a response that can be used and leveraged. Um, I was most, I was recently at an NCPDP meeting. It was my first one ever. Um, and they have a specialty work group, work group 18, who is led by one of my, um, she's a co-chair is one of my co-workers, Peggy Bookinger. And there wasn't surprisingly a lot of specialty pharmacy representation in that room, which kind of surprised me, but I don't know if it should have or not. Um, so I think, you know, just getting involved, knowing what opportunities are out there to have a voice in creating the future, because, you know, the future's now, the future's tomorrow, but we need to be able to come together as an organization. NASP does a really great job of bringing all these great minds together um, to create, you know, to start evolutionizing what specialty pharmacy is. Um, it's also, you know, NCPDP is another one where as they're creating standards, it's an opportunity for not only networking, but also really to ideate on what's that next thing that we can do that can be a standard process across all pharmacies. And Alexis is spot on, right? It is very competitive in specialty pharmacy. You know, every specialty pharmacy is fighting for what they can get. It's that that prescriber relationship is key in getting those prescriptions in the door, right? Continuously. And then wowing those patients is what keeps them there when, you know, when they're able to stay. So, you know, when we think about standardization, it's, you know, as pharmacists, I would say, you know, kind of know some of those standard organizations that are out there. Advocate for, if it's not you to be able to go, that your organization is going, that there is a voice, that you are being heard. Um, and I would say just advocate for you. Advocate for the things that you as a pharmacist need as a technician to those technicians that listen out there. Advocate for solutions that would make your jobs easier. Um, they likely exist. And if they don't, that information gets to the right people and things can happen. Things can happen. Things are happening. I see so much changing. Um, I know based on when I got to attend several specialty pharmacy build-outs and workflows, um, working with a team out of Wichita, the Keycentrics team, and um, what a partner uh, they are with um, with SureScripts as well. But I remember being, and this is the early days, uh, Cecilia, I'm, I'm getting up there. So, I mean, this is... Uh, this is even before uh, the one and only Luis Rodriguez. I mean, this is back when specialty pharmacy workflows were just being built out. The Mike Agostino group at Amber Pharmacy, he was a champion. He really helped to kind of build out some of the ways that they needed things to go specifically for HIV, specifically for um, uh, various, you know, workflows and, and prior auths. And, and I almost feel like it was being built a little much more manually than what it is today. But that's exciting for me to see that. Imagine collecting those libraries and, and Dr. Alexis uh, Wiles, you know this, um, of a patient that's starting on a medication and knowing on day six, because of 2,500 occurrences of this um, dose, on day six, there was a nausea rating of seven out of 10. And now, in the beginning of therapy someday based on artificial intelligence, because I like to talk about the future too on these shows and insure scripts and EMD, you guys are part of mapping the future based on patient engagement, answering those survey questions. But imagine now AI starting to look at demographics of the patient specifically based on your charting and based on the lab information and based on the outcomes and now starting to tell the specialty pharmacist 
um, 89% of the patients that started this therapy on day four, right around the three o'clock in the afternoon period of day four, you know, started feeling, you know, more fatigue than normal. And imagine that technician at day three saying, hey, I just wanted to give you a call. You know, this is Dr. Wiles. Um, hey, listen, you're going to be starting to feel kind of, you know, you're going to feel tired coming up. It's going to it's going to really like affect you. But I just want you to know, I mean, putting that knowledge in the head of the patient ahead of time. And that kind of is part of the being a sick person, you know, the, from the patient's perspective where they're like, this specialty pharmacist gets it. Like they're telling me what to look out for, even maybe what to eat, maybe get some ginger or turmeric or, you know, something else that's functional that you're kind of, you're mapping the treatment plan out for the patient and you're doing it almost in an empathetic way. And I think that is the future of where AI and technology can take us. What do you think of that, David? I, I think that is a hundred percent true. I mean, there is so much research done all the time to help make providers better. Um, one of the things that I'm, I'm doing personally has nothing to do with this, but, you know, genome studies and how they affect medications, uh, you know, because of certain genetic markers, are you going to be susceptible to taking these types of medications and getting that type of information in front of providers, I think is a, a, one of those things that is going to come uh, ahead of time too, is having those conversations. But, you know, uh, once you're on these medications, too, understanding how it's going to affect the patients um, and preparing them for that as well. Because like Alexa said earlier, these patients, specialty meds, have tried a lot of other things that didn't work and they're, they, they really need these type of things. And so as much information as we can give the patients with those um getting them into those uh, specialty hubs uh, and helping them support them through the taking of these specialty meds is very important. I think it also to, from a patient's perspective, almost helps empower them to be more proactive in their care, right? Like if, if Alexis calls me this morning and says, Hey, Cecilia, you know what? You're on this medication. You're probably going to start feeling crappy today, but you know, it's only going to last a couple of days, drink some extra water, take a nap, like you're going to make it through. I think things like that are powerful from a, like as a patient to have a conversation with somebody who's, who knows it, who gets it. And great. If it doesn't happen, perfect. You know what? I'm not going to be bad at Alexis, but if it did, I'm going to thank her up and down because she knew like, this is going to happen. It's not just you. You're going to make it through it. Now, if it's day five and you're still feeling you know, down and lousy, like, let me know, make sure. Right. And that's why pharmacists as part of care teams is amazing um, because of just the knowledge that they have around the medications um, and the, the empathy that they and their prescribers have for their patients when they're going through some of these really tough times um, because they see the power of what's at the end. Right. They, after you get through those first few weeks, those tough few weeks, sometimes months, but they see the power of what it is that can do it. And the more that we have some of those predictive, you know, predictive analytics that might be in there, artificial intelligence, all of those things that, you know, what at one point in time, right, 10 years ago or the future, well, a lot of those things are happening today. And so it's always possible. It's always exciting to see what, what's coming. Um, and how it all empowers the entire care team, but really the patient at the center of it. If you're driving in the fog 
and it's raining. I mean, that's the worst, but even if it's not raining, you're driving in this thick fog. And if you don't know the road that you're on, you're going to go to, you know, much greater lengths of, of being maybe even overly cautious and causing an accident by not, you know, by not knowing the road. But if you knew that road, if that was one of the roads that you traveled all the time and you were a lot more confident, even though the fog was there and that is it, it's, it's, this is this combination of our EHRs, our specialty pharmacists, um, the uh, SureScripts network, the intelligence that we kind of all bring together, even specific to a disease state, even specific to a condition, and, and being out front with it, and kind of giving the clinicians and the pharmacists and the nurses and the care providers and even the family members the vision of what is to come on this road based on the data that we've had with thousands of other patients. Um, now we're able to say to the payers, by the way, this is not about paying for a prescription in and of itself. It's for paying for the literal care for the patient to ensure that they're adherent, to assure that they're aware, to assure they know what's coming, to, to educate the family of how to best navigate this from a financial perspective. Now we're delivering the ecosystem of specialty pharmacy of care. And that, that excites me when the three of you are coming together. The only thing that is missing on this um, episode is our patient sitting here with us and mm -hmm. being able to intelligently give feedback to the, to the four of us about what is my care really like. And you know what? That's setting the stage for a future episode. There you go. Uh, see how I just dig in and I'm like, more podcasts, please, because I absolutely love this. I, I learned so much from you people. From you people. <laughs> well, and Todd, you know, one thing I will say, I appreciate, you know, you bringing us all together, right? Like we, you have a platform that allows us to have this conversation of an impact that is being made to an area of pharmacy that grows and continues to grow despite it being such a small portion of like the script volume right of the overall prescriptions that are being written across the united states across the you know across the country right like but it makes a big difference for those people that do have to be on these specialty medications to impact them, to impact the providers who care for them and create a better experience. Um, like I said, when I came to SureScripts, I knew there had to be a better way. We see a better way every day and the future is definitely bright for specialty pharmacy. And that's not just a commercial folks. I mean, <laughs> they are living it. I'm, I'm, witness to, I'm witness to your teams not only growing, the type of people that you're bringing onto the SureScripts team, um, the fact that they're investing in, oh, what do you know, pharmacists, we have to have them involved. Goodness gracious. If you have a technology company and you're serving patients in the pharmacy space and you don't have a at least a consultant pharmacist as part of your decision-making team and build-out team and technology and workflow and design, then you're doing it wrong because it's, it's not tapping into what our 310,000 active pharmacists throughout the country are delivering to our, our economies and to our, our, our societies and to our communities and really helping to change medicine and, and to change 
the transformative care of um of being effective and and let's stop being you know afraid to make noise to make things change this is a shout out to the listeners you're the specialty pharmacists out there you're the ones that really have the opportunity here um cecilia is passionate the the sure scripts team is passionate david's passionate EMD, uh, your whole team is ready. And by the way, Kroger is passionate. That's why they're in the business of specialty pharmacy. That's why they've made the investment. And so I want to give a shout out to our listeners. If you have ideas of how to make things better, I want you reaching out to these organizations and asking the questions. Um, Cecilia, her email and contact information will be in our show notes, um, but it's always at surescripts.com. Um, where can we get a hold of you, um, David? What's best, LinkedIn or a website? Or let us know. Uh, best way to get a hold of me is just simply email, and it's just D Weigand. That's D W I E G A N D at emds.com. Dr. Wiles, the star of the show. So thankful that you were here. Uh, if someone is a specialty pharmacist, they're kind of going through something, but they want to hear from you because of your experience in this. Um, how do we reach you? Is it best to get you on LinkedIn or, or where? Um, I'm on LinkedIn, but email is probably um, the best way to contact me. Um, my email is alexis.wiles, and that's W-I-L-E-S at krogerhealth.com. Alexis, my best friend when I was five years old, lived in Western Pennsylvania, was named Jeff Wiles. It was my very first best friend. So when Wiles came up, I thought of Jeff. So shout out to Jeff. I know he's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, this has been a treat. We have to do this again. We can't go so long um, again to, to kind of get together. And, and I want to shout out to Kroger Specialty. Thank you so much. I want other specialty pharmacies to um, reach out to us, to build conversations that you know could make a difference for fellow providers of technology, workflow, better patient care, um, be part of this network. This is about you. This is about improving things. Ultimately, it's about improving lives uh, for our patients. But a shout out to our pharmacists and our technicians. We absolutely love you. I'll do anything we can ever do to help you. So reach out to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Cecilia, you're becoming like one of those Saturday Night Live special guests where you're coming on over and over again. We might have to get you like a gold microphone coat since you've been back so many times. Well, you know, I love being here with you, Chad. I love talking about specialty. This is my passion. Um, like I said, it wasn't easy to leave patient care, um, but the work we're doing, we make a difference. Your advocacy, Todd, for, for specialty pharmacy is amazing. And to all of those listeners out there, thank you. It is, you know, it is October and we know what October is in the world of pharmacy. So thank you to all of our pharmacists, all of our technicians, all of those in the pharmacy every day for what you do for your patients. Thank you. Thank you, David. Thank you, Alexis. You guys were awesome. Um, thank you uh, to everyone listening. I wish you the best. Uh, we're heading into a busy time, uh, getting ready for the dreaded January in pharmacy. It's spooky Halloween time thinking about re-enrolling patients in pharmacy care. Thank you so much. And we'll see you and, and listen. Please listen. Please subscribe. Share these podcasts that helps us reach new listeners. And um, thank you so much for being in pharmacy and what you do. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks. 
Thank you for listening to Unscripted, a podcast series from ShoreScripts. For more information about how ShoreScripts can help your organization, please visit us at shorescripts.com.